it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, well, well. Saddle up the show pony and trot him out into the arena. We got some radio to do. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up to bring you a big Thursday edition of some top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. I always tell you that our politics have become a race to the bottom well, I do believe the athletes in this race are now using performance-enhancing drugs and picking up speed because we got a real mess in Washington, and we're going to discuss it at 888-788-9910, the phone number. Of course, the top-line thought today is that the DOJ is expected to rule one way or the other on whether or not they're going to release the affidavit in regards to the search of Mar-a-Lago. Up until now, we've been told this is not the weaponization of the Department of Justice. Democrats are so full of crap. Nobody is buying it. So they've got a tough sell today at 1 p.m. And we're going to chronicle that lead up and the how we got here and the tale of the tape. As I said, 888-788-9910. You know the rules on this show. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a Cat Kamek's going to be here today. She's, of course, a superstar Florida congresswoman. Uh, she gets along with me as well as anybody on the show. So I am peppy. I am fired up for that. I am also fired up because, as you know, today is my last New York show. I am heading out to the Encore in the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri tomorrow. Uh, we will be appearing tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, if you want to come by, hang out with your radio buddy. If you missed that one, keep driving. You'll be in Reno by next Friday. I will be out at the Carson Nugget. Friday night, 9.30 show still has tickets. You can get them at ccnugget.com. Saturday also has a few tickets left at 9.30, also available at ccnugget.com. But the big headline in my personal life, and I don't mean to make it all about me, but hell, I am the namesake of the show. Could you calm down a minute? Uh, Today, uh, defying all odds in Las Vegas, in Reno, at foxbet.com, Jenny Fela and myself celebrating 16 years of marital bliss. And I do mean it. I do mean it. No one, no one saw us lasting this long, including Jenny herself. She will be joining me in the 2 p.m. hour, in the final hour of today's show, to give a testimonial about, about what a wonderful husband and what an outstanding dad I am as well. This is total crap. Uh, Lincoln Fallow will also be here throwing that challenge flag. That was young two-year-old Lincoln. Uh, but you will be hearing from 13-year-old six-foot-three Lincoln, uh, who now has the height advantage, who still has the Reese advantage. But believe me, I can still take him in a fight. Shut your mouth. Whatever. The big fight. The big fight as the show kicks off today is not between myself and my family. We get along fine, the Jackson 3. And I'm always so excited to have a chance to bring Lincoln on the radio or Jenny on the radio or Lincoln and Jenny on the radio because I say this all the time. I'm giving you guys a level of access that doesn't exist anywhere, anywhere in radio and podcasting and TV or anything in between. Like you guys are actual family members. You know, you guys message me. You send me your recipes, your wacky theories, your movie recommendations. Hey, you got to write a song about this. I always say it. It's very much our show. 
And the reason, the reason I want it to be our show, the reason I want you to feel like you're a part of something bigger, you know, than yourself is because I feel like one of the problems facing us as a country right now is the fact that people are putting party so far ahead of country that this never-ending battle for power is really screwing up all of our lives. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And I think that in demonstrating some sense of community uh, and, and, and giving everybody the opportunity to belong to this bigger thing, to feel like they're a shareholder in this bigger thing, you know, we'll take that same mindset to politics. Okay, I want our show to be a force multiplier of positive energy, something where people can come with reason and have discussions and share their opinions with no fear of blowback or getting canceled or getting chased out of a restaurant. Again, if we're ever going to chase you out of a restaurant, it's not because your political views. It's because I just want to steal your food. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. All I, it's, honestly, it's all I do is eat. I, you think I'm kidding when I say that Fox has had to hire somebody to follow me around the building and stop me from eating so I don't look fat on TV. Put that cookie down now. There he is again. But the point is, I want that sense of community to spill into your everyday life. And I understand if you're listening to me, you're a pretty reasonable person. This is a political pop culture show. We cover all the big boy, big girl, big they, big them topics, but we cover them in a very superficial way. We don't take ourselves seriously. We laugh. I always say, hey, the world's on fire. We're roasting radio marshmallows. Here's a song parody. Here's a fake commercial. Here's a drop from my angry son who's not happy with the Biden leadership. Blind to us. He is not happy. Okay, but the point is, I want you to have that sense of community, and I want that sense of community to spill into the world because what's happening today at one o'clock is only possible. It is only possible because the country really has lost its way. Okay, we have, there's no version of this. There's no version of this that isn't true, in that we have weaponized the Department of Justice against a political party in a manner that is normally only seen in third world countries. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And I'm not even talking about Mar-a-Lago. I'm talking about the Mueller probe. Go all the way back to the beginning. Remember this. When Donald Trump came down the escalator at the time and launched this presidential campaign, the Department of Justice, you know, the Department of Justice, what we're talking about today at one o'clock, falsified documents. They lied on FISA warrants so they could get a warrant to spy over at Trump Tower. That's just how white folks will do you. And you understand, okay, that was the weaponization of the Justice Department against a political opponent. At the time, just an opponent because he was running against Hillary Clinton. Okay, but he ultimately wound up winning the presidency, as you remember, leaving Hillary howling at the moon on election night after she got done beating up Robbie Mook. <coughs> but from that day forward, Okay, from the moment Trump launched his campaign, from that day forward, we have documented proof that our own Justice Department has been conspiring to stop this man. And it didn't end when he got into office. The Mueller probe, we know, James Comey openly admitted that he basically entrapped Mike Flynn by just sending agents over to the White House because he knew Trump was a Washington outsider, didn't understand protocol, didn't understand that if the FBI was coming over, they were probably up to no good. So he just waved the boys through. Just come on down. Let's come have a little chit chat about what's going on. And the next thing you know, Mike Flynn's entrapped. Mike Flynn gets hit with the full force of the law. He's facing major legal bills. They're going to crush his son. Mike Flynn pleads guilty to the most absurd charge known to man. 
Okay, and thus begins the Russian collusion hoax with the Hillary Clinton campaign leaking to the media that Trump was engaged in back channel communication with the Alpha Bank in Russia. And this was basically an Austin Powers movie where Dr. Evil was controlling our president from afar. You shut your mouth, you bastard. But we know it was all predicated on a lie. Okay, this was all a lie. Okay, this was our Justice Department. FBI agents have pled guilty to falsifying data and falsifying documents in order to get these warrants. Now, in a normal country where people aren't putting party ahead of country, when we're just trying to get the right answers, when we're just trying to have a society that can flourish, a government that we can trust, a Department of Justice we can believe in. In a normal country, everybody stops their bloodlust for Trump, throws a little cold water on that political boner they have for ruining the guy's life. What the hell did you just say? Whatever you got to do. Slam it in a draw. I don't care. Just make that thing go away. No! Oh, no, no! But in a normal, healthy society, we all can stop and concede that the FBI wronged Donald Trump. And I'm not running the Donald Trump Defense Fund. I am running the America Defense Fund. I am running the defense of sanity and freedom! That's what I'm talking about. Okay, if Trump broke the law at Mar-a-Lago, I want him prosecuted. If you can prove to me he broke the law, I want him prosecuted. So that does not make me a Trump shill. That does not make me a guy swearing blind allegiance to Trump and saying he can do no wrong. The man's a human being. We're all capable of making mistakes. Look what Jenny Fallon did 16 years ago today. My God, did she blow it. Jenny grew up on a dairy farm. She didn't know how much better she could do. She didn't know her street value. So she married this fast-talking New Yorker. Man. Good gosh, did I get over on that one? But the point is, okay, I am a guy who cares about the country. I do a show that's supposed to care about the country. I'm not an activist. You don't see me out there campaigning. I am a talk show host, okay? But in this moment, we failed as Americans to play the team ball. When the Mueller probe came and went, I can understand at the beginning of the Mueller probe, okay, you believe Trump was a Russian asset. Hell, everyone, uh, everyone, literally everyone in the world was reporting it. Every single person was telling you Trump was a Russian asset. And oh, by the way, what else were they telling you? They were telling you he stole the election. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Think about that. You can be the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. Get her out. Get her out of here. That's basically what. The voters said, and Hillary Clinton did not win the presidency, which only ratcheted up the bias in the Department of Justice to go and stop this guy. Peter Strzok, okay, ultimately gets thrown off the Mueller probe because he's actively texting his mistress, okay, when they're not sexting. They're texting about their sexual fantasies of bringing down Donald Trump, of operating as an insurance policy in case he wins the election. Yo, we all know this to be true. But everybody wanted their political side to win so bad, people on the left gave the FBI a free pass. Now, again, in the beginning, I get given it to them. You can't imagine Donald Trump won the presidency. He's a foul-mouthed hooligan. He's a short-fingered vulgarian. He just walked in off the street, and he won the presidency. I get it. It wasn't supposed to happen. But it only happened because establishment leadership in both parties had failed the country for 40 years. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And when they woke up to the reality that one of them wasn't in charge of the gravy train anymore, they lost their minds. They 
went crazy. Tell them like it is. Okay. But we gave them, again, for the two and a half years that constituted the Mueller probe, a lot of us did, even myself, wait for some type of a verdict one way or the other. Yeah, we knew it was started. Based on opposition research, the Steele dossier bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. But we didn't just show up and say, oh, there's no way Trump's guilty. We actually heard them out. We watched Adam Schiff and John Brennan and James Clapper go on TV every night and say, oh, there's definitive proof of Russian collusion. It's as far as the eye can see. And then when they got off the TV and they spoke under oath facing the threat of perjury and they were asked, hey, man, do you guys see any collusion? No collusion. Okay, all of these lectures that Trump's going to undermine faith in our institutions if he gets elected, it is true that Trump's election undermined faith in our institutions. What nobody mentions is it's the institutions themselves that destroyed that faith. It's not Donald Trump. It's the weaponization of a Justice Department. So I say this all the time. I am dealing you guys in on the ultimate level. I tell you literally everything about my family, what we ate last night, what we're doing this weekend, what we're up to. You hear them come on the air. We share inside jokes. I am really trying to build a community with you because we have to rebuild the community in this country. Like if you're listening and you don't agree with what I'm saying, great. Doesn't make you an enemy. Doesn't mean I hate you. Doesn't mean I want bad things to happen to you. Okay, we're Americans. We're all teammates. We're supposed to be playing team ball, and we're not doing that. And we have failed again and again and again in instances of common cause. Okay, if we're one America and we really just want this country to flourish, okay, the Democrats lose the Mueller probe. You got to admit, you said every night, you said every single night, okay, this guy was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. The Mueller probe comes and goes. You fell on your face big time. Doesn't mean we hate you, but you're supposed to take the L and go home and we can continue to be a credible country. But instead, the people who should have just accepted that L were like, oh, no. I mean, he really was colluding. Uh, Bill Barr wouldn't let us show it. Uh, He redacted a sentence in the Mueller probe. Uh, He was colluding. We all know he was colluding. Deep down, nobody accepts the L. Nobody accepts reality. And that's led us down such a dangerous path. Okay, such a dangerous democratic death spiral in that when the coronavirus came to our shores, okay, common cause if ever there was one, a virus doesn't know if you're Republican or Democrat. It attacks you regardless of how you voted in the 2020 or 2016 election. But rather than saying, hey, we're all in this together, what do we say? It's Trump's fault. Oh, my God, we're all going to die because of Trump. He's mismanaging the virus. And then what happened? We elected Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who spent the whole campaign season bashing the vaccine. Do you remember that? Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? Yo, do you remember that? I mean, come on. This is politics as usual. But then they got into office. What's the first thing Joe Biden did after bashing the vaccine for nine months? He got vaccinated. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. But we didn't even stop there and say, hey, you just bashed the vaccine for a year. Why the hell is it okay now? No, nobody even asked that question. And what's the end result? We elected a president because of supposedly Donald Trump's COVID mismanagement. There have been two times as many COVID deaths under Joe Biden as they were under Donald Trump. Get him out of here. Get him out. Why? Because when Trump was fighting the virus, Democrats were fighting him. And for some reason, that was fine in this country. 
It was fine because we've lost our sense of community. Just like today at 1 o'clock, we're going to get some type of DOJ ruling on whether or not we can know the truth of that raid at Mar-a-Lago. Nobody should be fine with the fact that this is going on because it's only possible. It's only a thing because we haven't been playing proper American team ball. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the state room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, (laughs) um, Something I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration. I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. (laughs) And so... uh, We placed a call to Flynn, said, hey, we're sending a couple guys over. Uh, Hope you'll talk to them. He said, sure. Nobody else was there. They interviewed him in a conference room at the White House Situation Room, and he lied to them. And that's what he's now pled guilty to. What did he think they were coming over there for? Uh, I don't think he knew. I know we didn't tell him. You suck. That's James Comey. What is he flat out telling you, though, there? They're bragging. Oh, no, the guys at the White House had no idea. That's how we got agents into the White House. They were new to politics. They didn't know. So we just sent guys over and entrapped him. And he's bragging because the people he's selling that confirmation bias to, which a bunch of white liberals that pay money to see James Comey speak. Why? Because they hate Trump. So they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. The whole West, Upper West Side of Manhattan. It's loaded. It's rich. They moved up into Harlem, gentrified the neighborhood, kicked out all the black people, opened up gluten-free muffin stands. The property value went through the roof. These are the tolerant progressives that have wealth beyond all believable bounds, but they're morally bankrupt. And they love to get together and just talk about how they're so much better than the people who support Trump, than the people who support Republicans. So in that moment, James Comey openly admitting to entrapment, openly admitting to using the Justice Department against a transitioning presidential administration is applauded because they think they're the good guys. That's what we're dealing with in this moment. That's why at 1 o'clock today we have a potential affidavit being unsealed. But I got news for you. They don't want to unseal it because they haven't been above board about literally anything from the moment that guy came down the escalator. He knows what he's talking about. Donald Trump's presidency is over, but for millions of Americans who devoted their entire lives to bashing him, the battle is just getting started. My car won't start, friggin' Trump. The Ex-President Hotline helps you find a way to move on with your life. The Ex-President Hotline. He's destroying this country and he deserves to be in jail. He's not in office anymore, ma'am. Take a deep breath. Don't mansplain to me. Hating a president is a good way to avoid your own problems. Unfortunately, presidents go away, but your problems don't. Where's the tow truck? Probably stuck in traffic because of Trump. The Ex-President Hotline. Giving millions of Americans an outlet they can vote for. 
Thank you for holding. I understand you're calling because you're still upset about Barack Obama. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up on a Thursday. We're going to be talking to Florida Representative Kat Kamek in the next hour. Of course, Florida. Ground zero for this FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago, where for the first time in the 246-year history of this country, special agents descended on the home of a former president. That's not right. It is not good, man. And again, the moral of this story so far today. And you need to understand this, man. This is so bad for all of us. If you're a Democrat, this is bad for you. This is not good that we're not asking the critical questions. We're just hoping they get Trump. God, I hope they get Trump. Folks, how many times are you going to believe, okay, with no basis in fact, no evidence, are you going to believe stories that are proven factually wrong and then still line up to kick the field goal the next time Lucy puts the pigskin in front of Charlie Brown? I mean, that's the bottom line right now. Is everybody sitting around today, oh, Garland's got him this time. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? You got to level with yourselves, okay? This is unprecedented for them to raid a former president. And for them to do so would speak to such a high level of crime, imminent threat and danger posed to our nation in order for this to be justified. But from all the information the FBI has leaked so far to the press, is any of this justified? The answer would be no. No. They're telling us it's over archives. They're telling us it's over potential classified information. Okay. Sandy Berger was physically caught stuffing classified information into his socks and underwear. What an idiot. They didn't raid his house. Okay, he ultimately paid a $100,000 fine and was sentenced to 100 hours of community service. Hillary Clinton, okay, as told by our own James Comey, that six foot seven emo giraffe, okay, factually was storing and transmitting and sharing classified information on a private server. Again, did the FBI raid her house? The answer would be no. What I'm saying is it's a two-tiered justice system. And when we point that out, people are like, oh, it's whataboutism. No, no, no. When someone tells you whataboutism, what they're saying to you is, yeah, you're right. But we don't want to talk about that because we're talking about your guy right now. But understand, you have to talk about both in order to have a proper framing of this issue. They do not raid people with the FBI for simply having classified information at their house. Every single president that leaves office winds up with classified information at their house. Now, they might not have known that in Bill Clinton's case because it had a lot of lipstick on it. I believe that together we can make America great again. But the point is they all leave with some level of classified information. And the FBI has met with Trump's attorneys twice, once in January, once again in June. Okay, there was some acknowledgement of the information being on the premises. He was asked to do what? Padlock the storage facility. We now are being told through leaks that apparently one of his lawyers – Okay, did in fact sign something declaring there was no classified information on the premises, which means the FBI might have entrapped them because they knew there was still some classified information. I don't have the answer. But again, if Trump's lawyer signed that document, those charges aren't coming against Trump. 
They're coming against his lawyers. Bingo. Okay, you have been sold a Spider-Man franchise. Do you know how there's a new guy playing Spider-Man every year? There's always a new Spider-Man every three years. There's a reboot. You had Tobey Maguire. You had Andrew Garfield. You had Tom Holland. That's been the Democrats when it comes to bringing down Donald Trump. They're crazy. They really are because every few years, every few months, they get a new Spider-Man. And this time around, it's going to be different. I'm telling you, we got him. This time around, Spider-Man. Okay, Robert Mueller was Spider-Man. Three years. This guy's going to take down Trump. You don't understand. Trump is going down. Spider-Man's got him. Wrong. Okay, well, that didn't work. Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, remember? She was the porn star. Hubba, hubba. Okay. Michael Avenatti's got Trump on campaign finance violations. He's going to take down Trump. Wrong. Okay, we got a new Spider-Man. It's Michael Cohen. It's Trump's former attorney. He knows where the bodies are buried. Throw him on CNN. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. And no, they weren't. But that's all right, because Adam Schiff is here leading the first impeachment in Ukraine. He's going to bring down Trump. Wrong. Okay, no big deal. We've got a second impeachment. It's Jamie Raskin. He's going to bring down Trump. Wrong. All right, no biggie, okay, because Merrick Garland's here to play Spider-Man. I'm telling you, he's got Trump right where he wants him. Wrong. Again and again and again. When Merrick Garland falls on his face, what are they going to do? They're going to trot out a woke female reboot starring Letitia James as a female Spider-Man. They're crazy. They really are. And again, if there's a version of this that ends with them having the goods on Trump, I am acknowledging that possibility. But in this moment, what I'm also acknowledging is that it's really hard to take the FBI at face value. If they don't release the full affidavit today, it's hard not to feel like the fix is in because we've seen Spider-Man come and go a dozen times now, and he never does the job ever, ever, ever. And after all of these IRS, you know, rumors about Trump's taxes, if you remember Rachel Maddow getting on TV and being like, we got the Trump tax returns. He's in big trouble now. Shut up. Will you shut up? Do you remember when Rachel Maddow got the copy of the Trump tax returns and it showed that he paid more taxes than Bernie Sanders or Barack Obama? <laughs> Do you remember that? This is the whole goal was, oh, we got a copy. We're going to show that he didn't make any money and he didn't pay any taxes. Wrong. But this is also the moment where people are supposed to realize, dude. Okay, again and again, man, I care. I'm new to this. I'm not rich. Okay, I am very lucky in life. Like, I'm loaded personally in that I have a great family. I have family privilege. I don't have white privilege, believe me. Being white didn't do me any good when that taxi alarm went off at 3 in the morning. Ugh. Just kicked you in the soul every morning at 3 a.m. You're like, oh, God, it hurts. But you get out there and you keep going because you got a family. You care about them. You want to, you know, you want to provide for them. So you got to get out there, do the damn thing. But the bottom line is, okay, I care. Okay, this is the fastest growing radio show in the country. I don't take that lightly. I am very mindful of the impact I am having on the people consuming this product. And I am just telling you, if you disagree with me, you are not my enemy. But this is a moment where we're supposed to find Jesus as a country. And we're supposed to say people have lost their minds. And they are operating from a place of emotion that denies them self-awareness. That tells them, you know, normally that they sound like an, a lunatic. Okay? If you're out there after the Mueller probe... Saying, uh, oh, no, no, Trump's uh, still a Russian asset, okay? You're operating from a place of emotion. The facts said it didn't happen, okay? If you're out there after Michael Avenatti, 
Say, no, 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 we're going to get the guy. Okay, but the facts said it didn't happen, just the way the facts said Brett Kavanaugh wasn't a rapist. Okay, if you're out there after impeachment one, with, oh, Trump's up to no good in Ukraine. What did we actually find out in Ukraine? Hunter's a dirtbag. It was Hunter who was up to no good in Ukraine. Okay, it was Joe Biden, who we now know through Hunter Biden's business partners have corroborated the fact that he was meeting with Hunter Biden's business partners, and the accusation is that he was getting a 10% kickback. This is corroborated by Hunter Biden's business partners. Are you the big man, Joe? But nobody cared to ask. Yo, the actual intelligence community, the same people who told us Donald Trump was a Russian, then went out and wrote a letter that 50 former members of the intelligence community signed stipulating that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, they didn't. Because our own director of national intelligence had corroborated the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election. But again, we weren't playing team ball. We weren't thinking, whoa, hey, we're about to uh, elect a president whose son is selling access to our government. We might have a big problem over there in Ukraine. Now, I don't know that they've committed a criminal act. But I do know Biden's kid made millions of dollars off a Ukrainian power company. Despite the fact that Amish people know more about electric than Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden was a crackhead. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to disparage addiction because I've dealt with it in every way, shape or form in my personal life and my friendships and everything else. So I get it. It's hard. But the fact remains the guy was a crackhead who knocked up a stripper, was sleeping with his brother's widow, is as big of a blackmail list as their uh, blackmail uh, you know, potential uh, in the history of maybe the country, given his proximity to the Oval Office, and we haven't even done our due diligence on whether or not that was a legit thing. Okay, we know he was selling access. We know his dad lied to us every time he said he wasn't aware of it. How can I make that audacious claim? Because we have pictures and emails showing Biden with Hunter's partners. Oh, but again, there are people on the left that don't care to investigate. The entire media still in this moment does not care to investigate. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, why? Because they're putting party ahead of country. But I'm telling you as someone who cares, we're supposed to be finding Jesus right now and realizing that this is not how you're supposed to be doing things in America. But here we are, okay, getting ready after the Ukraine impeachment didn't bring him down. The Jamie Raskin impeachment didn't bring him down. Now we've got Merrick Garland that's going to bring him down. And there are people still out there when this one comes and goes that are going to be telling us, you don't understand next time. Oh, next time. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. I'm telling you because I care. People have lost their minds. And as a guy who's trying to do the show in a way, it's a force multiplier of excellence. You can really level with people on the show. I'm trying to make everyone listening understand. When we talk about a sense of community, we talk about me bringing on my friends, me bringing on my family. Okay, it's because I want you to understand that I am new enough to this that I actually am so mindful. I'm not denying the fact that I could become a monster down the road. You actually gave me money and I gained another 50 pounds and cycled through another two or three wives and I was just a fat animal with a pill addiction. God knows what kind of hacky partisan BS I'd peddle, okay? But I'm not there right now. And I'm trying to use the credibility I have and the bond I've built with you to make everybody listening understand, yo, we're on the same team but we not acting like it. And this thing going on with the FBI, it is disgusting. Here is Michael Beschloss, MSNBC historian, 
It's just another guy who has actual wet dreams about taking down Donald Trump. He was the guy who liked the tweet last week. Excuse me. He was a guy who posted a tweet when it was leaked to the FBI, when the FBI leaked to the Washington Post that Trump might have nuclear documents at Mar-a-Lago. He tweeted right away about the Rosenbergs who were executed for selling uh, nuclear secrets to the Russians. He tweeted that, presidential historian, meaning, oh, Trump's going to get executed. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But a former director of the CIA liked the tweet. Did he not? Mr. Hayden liked the tweet. Like, oh, yeah, all right. Sounds about right. That's what he wrote. Sounds about right. These people are fantasizing, fantasizing about ruining Donald Trump. And again, I'm not running the defense of Donald Trump. I'm running the defense of rational thought and sanity. Donald Trump was a member of polite society his whole life. He was crass. He was bombastic, very pugnacious, dated a lot of women, always bragged about his wealth, massive exaggerator. But at the same time, a huge celebrity who hosted a show on NBC for 14 years. So how do you go from hosting a show on NBC, appearing on The View, hanging out with Barbara Walters to being literally Hitler? If he was literally Hitler, doesn't make all of them literally Hitler's accomplice? I think he's got a point. But there's no acknowledgement of any of it because it's gotten emotional. Everybody has lost their mind, and it's denying them the self-awareness that should otherwise tell them, hey, you do sound nuts right now, and you need to dial it down a little bit. But there's no interest in doing that right now. And I'm just telling you as the new guy who still cares, and I do care, we can't keep doing this. Bottom line, doesn't matter who you voted for, doesn't matter who you didn't vote for, doesn't matter if you like the president, doesn't matter if you hate the president, doesn't matter if you like Joe Biden or you're being honest about Joe Biden. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Any way you slice it, okay, we're not doing this right. And the fact that any of you are okay with the Justice Department weaponizing itself against a political rival, you're thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be bad for Trump. I got a newsflash for you, kiddos. It's going to be bad for all of us. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. Wow, they are playing Dead or Alive by Van Halen. If ever there was a motto for the Democrats when it comes to Donald Trump, listen to Michael Beschloss. I was mentioning him in the last break. He is the NB News historian who says you got to vote in 2024 because your life depends on it. Because according to him, according to him, if the Republicans come back, we're all going to die. What a loser. Here it is. Clip 24. The Nazi Germans, the Italians, the Imperial Japanese were living in a world where fascism is on the march. So what we all said to the president was this 2022 is a moment like that. And therefore, these midterm elections and the presidential election of 2024, you know, it's always said this is the most important election in our history. Well, it's pretty close to it. And I would say to our friends who are watching us today vote as if your life depends on it because it might that was embarrassing i'll say it again that was embarrassing yeah because your vote because your life 
depends on it. I mean, dude. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Okay, understand, just to be clear, what's the comparison here? And it's such an insult to people who suffered under Nazi Germans, under the Japanese, okay? It's such a profound insult to compare this to that, to denigrate that suffering, to denigrate the heroism shown in overcoming that suffering. Okay, but understand, when he talks about fascism on the march, are the Republicans turning the Justice Department against their political enemies? The answer would be no. Are the Republicans potentially jailing their top political rival? The answer would be no. You know who did turn their Justice Department and jail their political rivals? Are you ready for it? The Nazis. Okay, Michael Beschloss is like every other one of these pandering jackass Democrats that sells this never-ending Marvel superhero idea to the voters. You're saving the world! Everything's going to be great if you just vote for Democrats! This is totally false. That's what they told us in this past election. They said what? It was a battle for the soul of our nation! Because Donald Trump... He never condemned the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists down in Charlottesville. Do you remember? I mean, come on. We can't have a guy like that in office. He didn't condemn the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Everything they say is a lie. But we've gotten to where we are in this 1 p.m. hour because the Democrats now officially, totally, 100 percent, they all believe their own bull****. And I'm only telling you because I care. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, we are back in action, lacing them up for a big hour on Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Florida Representative Kat Kamek is going to be here from the great state of Florida, which happens to be the epicenter of all things related to this Mar-a-Lago raid on President Trump's compound. Uh, The hearing now underway over whether or not we should release the affidavit, give the public, oh, I don't know. Maybe the reasoning behind something that has never happened in the 246-year history of our country. You know, maybe just a little detail. I don't know. I think I'm being reasonable here. If you think I'm out of line, you're welcome to call in and tell me so. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is it. Mike Pence has weighed in as the hearing gets underway. Mike Pence was up at St. Anselm College uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, I actually once did a stand-up gig there with my buddy Dean Imperial way back in the day. Uh, We were up at St. Anselm. Uh, The kids were fun, a little rowdy, and uh, it was a great place to be. They've had presidential debates there before. It's a fascinating town. They call it Manch Vegas, not like Las Vegas. Manch Vegas is kind of the local hook, and uh, it's a great place. But what Mike Pence was talking about up there, not great at all. Uh, He's looking for some transparency. And understand, okay, Mike Pence is a guy who absolutely – has, you know, aspirations of becoming president at some point. Wrong. No, I bet he wants to do that. Okay, and Mike Pence has created some separation between himself and President Trump. And to be clear, President Trump treated Pence horribly in the aftermath of his election loss. He actually did treat him bad. And I want to point these two things out because understand that Mike Pence, who probably has designs on being president and also could potentially have a political axe to grind with Donald Trump, is still, you know, 
being above board in terms of what's going on here. Let's, let's hear Pence explain it in his words. It's clip one. I mean, never before in American history has the personal residence of a former president been subject to a search warrant. And in the wake of the four years that we endured with the politicization of the FBI, the American people have a right to know the basis for this. This unprecedented action does demand unprecedented transparency. Is basically pulling a Kevin Meany and saying, That's not right. Okay, it's not right. This has never happened in the history of our country. The bigger problem here is half the country doesn't trust the FBI right now. And they have good reason not to trust the FBI. You understand the FBI falsified documents to spy on Donald Trump. I've been saying this all day today. I'm a broken record. Peter Strzok, remember that dirtbag? Peter Strzok was thrown off the crossfire hurricane investigation, the investigation into Donald Trump. Peter Strzok was sending, you know, lewd text messages to his mistress, Lisa Page. And when they weren't, you know, flirting via text, they were trashing Donald Trump and they were openly discussing their desires to get rid of him, their desires to create a an insurance policy to stop him from governing in the event he actually won the election. That's who Peter Strzok was. And it was only through, okay, additional investigating, investigations of the investigators that they took him off the probe. Get him out of here. Get him out. So my question is, how many other Peter Strzoks are out there? You know, you've got Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley talking about the FBI whistleblowers and how the same people that ran the Russia investigation, the same people that covered up Hunter Biden's laptop, those same people are working on this investigation or associated with this potential raid or associated with this potential warrant. Okay, at some point, we need to know how many other Peter Strzoks we have because you're a damn fool if you think there's just like one guy in the FBI who has a little bit of an axe to grind with Donald Trump. Like they're out to get the guy. Like it does read like a political persecution. And again, I have qualified my remarks. If Donald Trump really did break the law, like in, in a way that endangers his fellow Americans, then I actually want the guy prosecuted. I want anybody prosecuted who endangers our America. Come on, man. But what we've seen right now is Donald Trump endangering the Democratic Party. I agree with that. Okay, Donald Trump right now retains the highest level of popularity of any, anybody that's associated with the presidency. Talking about, you know, the Obamas, talking about Biden, talking about Bill Clinton, talking about the people's pantsuit Hillary Clinton, who make no mistake about it, she's dying to run again. She's got plenty of energy. I don't feel no ways tired. Okay, Donald Trump right now has endangered them. Okay, at a time when Biden is polling in the low 30s, Okay, there's no chance of him running again, winning re-election. Okay, the opportunity to get rid of Donald Trump, make no mistake about it, is something that's always going to be appealing to the deep state uniparty lunatics that are out there raiding Mar-a-Lago again and again and again. This is not something we do. It's a 246-year-old country. Okay, it's a 246-year-old country that has never read a political, raided a political opponent's house for good reason. It starts to put us on a, a standing. It starts to put us on an equal footing with third world countries. You don't expect that. Okay, but here you go. The Democrats, and this is something I've been focused on a lot today. It's emotional for them. It's emotional in a way that's denying them self-awareness. James Carville, the guy who's a strategist for Bill Clinton, still makes all the rounds. See him over on, you know, make an MSNBC appearance, 
occasionally they'll, you know, trot him out on CNN. CNN is the worst. Well, here he is trying to explain that, you know, the biggest problem in the world right now, okay, in in terms of the midterms is, you know, this Mar-a-Lago raid because we've got so many stupid Republicans. That's his take on it because that's his take on you. That's their take on you. The left thinks they're better. They think they're smarter. They think they're morally superior. Like they think they're, you know, they're the only thing holding this world together. The people who want to teach five-year-old kids to switch genders, they're the ones. The ones who say there's no biological difference between a man and a woman. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Most people know that, but not in the Democratic Party, where their own experts have testified under oath that they can't define what a woman is. They don't know. I'm not a biologist. I can't define what a, what a woman is. I couldn't answer that question. They're crazy. Okay, but they think they're the righteous ones. They think they're the ones saving the world. They're saving the planet by yelling at you to drive an electric car while they fly around in private jets. Okay, they're saving democracy by accusing, you know, Republicans of stealing the election in 2016 only to turn around and call it treason when Republicans say the same thing about them. Okay, they're protecting minorities by pushing to defund the police, something that has driven up the black murder rate, sadly, tragically, to a 30-year high. Why? Because they undermine faith in police. Okay, when the Democrats say, like, ah, Republicans are always undermining faith in our institutions. You know, if Trump gets elected, it'll undermine faith in the institutions. It did. It actually did undermine. They were right. Except that they were the ones who undermined the faith. Correct the mundo. No, you don't understand. The president's not legit. He is not a legitimate president. That's what they said. You're telling me you're worried about undermining faith in institutions. How do you go out and say this? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. I'm surrounded by idiots. But the, again, the people that are worried about undermining faith in our institutions, that's what they said. Oh, no, you understand. It's not a legitimate president. Gee, that kind of undermines faith in the... Highest office in the land. And then what happened? When the Mueller probe fell on its face, what did they say? Oh, Bill Barr, there really was collusion. They just wouldn't show it to you. The attorney general blocked it. Democrats are so full of crap. But understand, they undermined faith in our law enforcement agencies. Look at Bill Barr, the attorney general. That's the real problem. It's corrupt. Okay, let me give you something else. You talk about undermining faith. Okay, what did the Democrats yell and scream about? What was the most important thing in the world in the last year? It was the vaccine, right? Okay, I got to be honest. This sounds a little bit like they were undermining faith in the vaccine. Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. 
They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You've got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha ha! Again, I got to be honest, that didn't sound terribly supportive of the vaccine. That they then turned around and made mandatory. This is politics as usual. That's all any of this is. That's all the, the, the Mar-a-Lago raid is. Again, we're talking about classified documents. Just, just so we're on the same page, man. Okay. If these documents pose an existential threat to the United States of America, which that's the understanding, is that, you know, we're taking an unprecedented step here. We are raiding a former president's home, which is only going to happen, obviously, if he poses some type of existential threat to the country. Okay, if that is the case, then why did it take, as, as according to their own reporting, Merrick Garland took weeks deciding whether or not to do this? I mean, again, if this is an existential threat, we don't debate. If the house is on fire, we don't debate whether or not to hose it off. Okay, but that's what they did here, which tells you the politics were the chief motivator. How's this going to look? How's this going to We want to go in. We really do want to arrest this guy for something. We don't really have the specific charge here. But if you give us nine hours, we can snoop around, you know, go in his wife's closets, spend some time sniffing around a supermodel's closet. Hubba, hubba. Okay, the point is, it's pure politics. Until they can come out and tell us otherwise, trust is earned. We don't owe them this because we have seen time and again the Justice Department weaponized against a political opponent. These people lie to us all the time. These people are telling us right now that the inflation reduction bill, okay, is going to lower inflation. Not even close. Dude, when we come back, I'm going to read you a report from multiple networks. It's in like Fox getting mad. This ain't some right wing thing. Okay, there's not a legitimate news outlet on the planet that thinks the Inflation Reduction Act lowers inflation. Okay, the Democrats who told you the border is secure, even though we just broke a record with two million illegal encounters so far this year. The Democrats who told you the Inflation Reduction Act is going to lower inflation, even though it's going up. The Democrats who told you that voter ID laws were voter suppression, even though early voting is up 220 percent in the states that implemented it. The Democrats that told you there was no difference between a man and a woman. Okay, now want you to believe they're telling the truth about Mar-a-Lago. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Really quick, let me give you this James Carville one. I was talking to The Hill yesterday. And this is the I, listen, I give him credit for saying this out loud. This is the Democratic assessment of Republican voters. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton got caught calling you a basket of deplorables? This is Carvel, you know, front and center in the Clinton campaign, uh, you know, basically speaks for them. And uh, this is what he told the Hill. It's clip eight. People that believe that the election was stolen and have a right to, to storm the Capitol, which is a substantial number 
people in the Republican Party are evil. There's, we have our, our people are, are kind of silly. Their people actually eat. Racism is evil. All right. Misogyny is evil. I'm sorry. Uh, Duh. A pronoun is Duh. to me is OK, fine. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to be a, a vegan, I don't care what you want to eat. All right. But but that's not it's not the same thing. It's not, you know, not all of it. There's some, obviously some very high quality, you know, smart, patriotic Republicans, but they're not in the majority. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. You hear he tried to back it up. Well, there's obviously a couple of good ones, uh, but they're not in the majority. So what did he just say? Okay, there are good people in the Republican Party, but they are not in the majority. The majority of you are stupid because thinking an election is stolen is stupid. Did you hear Mr. Carville, ambassador to the Clintons, saying an election is stolen is stupid? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. So I guess we have some issues. <laughs> you understand we're living in the death of shame. Every one of these people spent four years telling you that 2016 was stolen. When Trump turned around and said they stole 2020. Listen, I don't like saying so without proof because that makes you no better than the people you hate. There's a lot more chicanery in the 2020 election than any election we've ever seen in history because it happened through the mail. Something Democrats were against doing themselves until they were doing it, until they were using the pandemic as a means of boosting turnout. Do you understand? There was no passion for Joe Biden. He didn't campaign. There were more Elvis sightings in the summer of 2020 than there were Biden sightings. If you saw him, people didn't believe you. They're like, you didn't see Joe Biden. What was he in a UFO? Give me a break. This guy over here thinks he saw Joe Biden. Come on, man. He didn't leave his house, dude. He ran for president without running for president. Most people you know campaign harder to be president of their fantasy football league than Joe Biden did to be the president of the United States. And again, doing so with the entirety of the media helping him and with an unprecedented manner of voting, something in which we had never seen before, in which states literally went around legislatures and state constitutions to change voting laws, okay, to relax signature verification. By the way, did you see what happened in California this week? Gascon, that jackass district attorney, he did not get recalled. Why? Because California couldn't verify 32% of the signatures on the ballots. Oh, wow. But again, James Carville and the Democrats getting past the hypocrisy of them saying 2016 was stolen for four years. Okay, told us that anyone who told you they was a signature issue in 2020, this is treason. How dare you should die in prison for that? How dare you say the signatures don't match? What kind of an animal would get out there and say the signatures don't match on the ballots? You know, unless there's a Democratic district attorney about to lose an election. Starbucks did the same thing. Starbucks wouldn't allow mail-in voting for their unionized process, you know, unionization process. Now you can't trust mail-in voting. That's what they said. So California says. Now you can't trust the mail-in voting. You can't verify the signatures. But at the same time, we're raiding Mar-a-Lago. We're conducting a January 6th hearing right now because someone said mail-in voting was no good and it rigged the election. Okay, to James Carville's point, you're not stupid if you think they might have stole this election. Okay, you're stupid if you don't think it was possible. Okay, knowing everything you've seen them do to get this man out of office. And again, I don't run the Donald Trump Radio Defense Fund. I don't care. 
Trump's a big boy. His family comes on the show. But I'm just a talk show host. When this is over, I'm going out to eat. Me, Lincoln, Jenny, it's our wedding anniversary. That's where my focus is. All I want to do is eat. Don't you have any respect for yourself? I'm trying to get some, but it's, it's not working, man. I'm hungry. But uh, Kat Kamek's going to come by and talk some sense into me. She's going to stave an intervention when we come back. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Safety Dance, which is it's kind of ironic because this is the most dangerous interview I do all week. Me and this next guest get in a lot of trouble. Uh, she's, of course, a superstar congresswoman from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. You know what you love her, Kat Kamek, back on the show. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, I just told Frank that the only reason you keep bringing me back is because I have all my teeth. <laughs> How do you know what I'm into? It's radio. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I don't want to spill your secrets on air, but let's just say, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> do you want to die laughing? <laughs> let's, let's have a really good laugh. Um, I was in <laughs> Reno doing stand-up back in January. And uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of a yin and a yang, happy, sad story. But there was a woman uh, actually getting handcuffed uh, because she was smoking methamphetamines outside the casino where I was performing. And uh, oh, wow. she opened her mouth. She was down to her final two teeth. But have you ever seen two teeth that are so far apart they look like a football goalpost? <laughs> <laughs> like, so you see two teeth. I see a game-winning field goal opportunity. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. <laughs> But but work with me here. As she's literally getting handcuffed, she looks up at me and she goes, oh, my God, Jimmy Fallon. She's like, I love your show. That's my demo, Kat Kamek. That's, that's the Listen, demo. your target audience, they're a special one, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Lord. That's... Oh, man. You know, of course there was uh, a crackhead smoking outside of one of your shows in Reno. Yeah. That is very on brand, though. No, it you is. Know? <laughs> well, you got to warn Listen. them. I tell people you got to be careful. If you smoke too much crack, they'll make your dad the president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, listen, you and I both know that in Washington you fail upwards. So, I I mean, if you smoke enough crack and you record it and you walk around the beach naked, (laughs) you too become the president's son, or heck, even a president. (laughs) But honestly, then maybe though, does it require smoking crack though to believe? that an Inflation Reduction Act will lower inflation? Because I don't know any sober people who believe it does. Listen, Jimmy, not even Bernie Sanders is buying it. And we all know that Bernie ain't always all there. (laughs) But, yeah, you would basically need to be smoking crack to honestly believe that the Inflation Reduction Act, which it should have been called the Inflation Expansion Act, Mm -hmm. actually helps everyday Americans. I mean, the tax credits that they keep touting don't kick in for another six years. Uh, It's spending immediately right out the gate that is going to jack up the, the inflation rate. We know that the double of the taxes, royalties, and fees on gas and oil production is going to make the price at the pump go up. I mean, give me a break. You don't have to have a Ph.D. or, heck, even a GED to figure out how bad the policies in Washington are right now and how they're killing us here at home. Oh, it is so true. We're talking to Florida Representative Kat Kamek. Something Byron Donald's BD, I know you guys are homies, uh, we were talking yes. about on the show. Ride or die. There it is. You got, you got a subsidy <laughs> in this deal for people making over 300000 thousand dollars a year to go out and buy solar products including electric vehicles so you're telling me cat yeah. that my tax money
money. Jimmy Fallon's tax money. I am helping some hedge fund guy buy an electric Porsche for his side chick. Is that true? Yes. 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 Jimmy Fallon, the taxi cab driving. Jimmy Fallon himself. You, your tax dollars, you are working hard for the money, baby. And that money is going to the hedge fund manager and their, their, their side chick. It is crazy. You know, I, I have a manufacturer in my district. They make windows mm-hmm. internationally. Mm-hmm. And one of the crazy tax credits in this bill is for energy-efficient windows, okay? Oh. Now, you don't get the credit for another six years, first off. Mm-hmm. And the second part is is the windows are so expensive that it, you have to be making at least $250,000, maybe $300,000 a year to afford these windows. And the third, and I think the worst part of this whole thing is, Coming from the man who makes them these windows himself, he says, I'm back ordered for 18 to 20 months. You oh can't goodness. get them. Oh, that's so insane. what exactly is uh, is happening here? Like, what, what are we doing? No <laughs> one seems to know in Washington, certainly not Biden, unless the Easter Bunny is around and can give instructions. <laughs> but, I, I mean, this is absurd. And people, I, like, I'm, I'm driving right now mm-hmm. in Florida, in the, in the middle of nowhere. I'm driving past the dairy. Mm-hmm. I went and looked at the price of a gallon of, of milk the other day. Mm. It is astronomical. If you've got two kids at home or mm. more, I, I just I, my heart breaks for you. Yeah, and, and and in this era, you can't do like what my parents did, where they just give you brandy instead. You know, you go arre- <laughs> you get arrested for that nowadays. <laughs> Back in the day, the kid was crying. They boozed him up and threw him in a crib. You know. Oh, but man, you were lucky. See, I had powdered milk. We were we were poor like that, where it was like you got the powdered milk, and every now and again, I still get a hankering for it. Do you, yeah, it's weird. I've I've heard that. I'm not kidding. I heard you hear like people who um, have like weird off products. Like I had a guy that I drove in my taxi once who said he specifically missed. It was called Prison Loaf. When he was in jail, there was this weird concoction of odd jail meat and bread. It was like a meatloaf. And uh, he said it was the worst thing he ever ate. He said he cried the first time he ate it. He said, but now he misses it all those years later. And uh, I don't know. There's some psychology to that. I don't want to get too far sidetracked. But now you made me want to try powdered milk. Congratulations. Well, you know, I'm telling you, uh, between powdered milk and um, grits for dessert. I don't know if you've ever had grits for dessert. Ooh. You put you put some butter and sugar in it. Wow. We, 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 we yes, couldn't you do. afford the ice cream. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm exposing all my secrets now. It's getting, it's getting well, listen, real. You've pushed worse substances on this show in the past, so let's let's just hold it together and get past this. Uh, listen, it wasn't it wasn't prison hooch. At least I didn't go down that route. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess you're right. In the race to the bottom, I am in the lead right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this. As a Republican lawmaker from Florida, are you feeling a little left out that your home hasn't been raided by the FBI? Uh, well, you know, we have crazy opponents. Um, and they do all kinds of wacky things. So uh, it's Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're never really left out of the Florida man scenarios that play out here, particularly when it comes to politics. <laughs> but this is nuts. I mean, you know, uh, my, my friend Scott Perry, the FBI, mm-hmm. took, yep. came up and took his cell phone. And, of yep. course, we know about uh, Trump's home being raided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'm feeling a little left out. Now I say that and probably <laughs> no. I'm going to get served today yep. or something. Cat <laughs> Kamek. We knew she had something to hide. No, it's, it's crazy. And I think it's it's a weird place for the country to be in where – 
There's never been right. so much distrust in the FBI. Okay, people have always been leery for the FBI for good reason. But the problem this time around is like they've tried to give Trump the business in the past. So knowing this is going down, we've got a hearing going on as we speak, and we don't know if they're going to release this affidavit. I kind of feel like they have to, only uh, at least on a small scale, just to calm down people, because nothing seems like it passes the sniff test right now. Um, yeah. What would you do? Like, would you would you issue like a redacted affidavit if you were this judge? You know, I know there's certain things we probably can't tell. Or what what would you do? Well, and you know, you're in it now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you preserve the integrity or what mm-hmm. shred of of integrity mm-hmm. you have left in the investigation while, like you said, bringing the temperature down? Well, we know that so much of this stems from the fact that there's no transparency. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kept in the dark. And so you've got Trump saying, release the affidavit, you know, show what's in it. Let's get some let's get some of the document inventories out there. Mm-hmm. Let's let's show the American people what is out there, because, uh, you know, I know we joke and everything, but people aren't dumb. Yeah. You know, they, they want they want to know what's out there so they can make their own decisions. But when it's all cloak and dagger, when it's all, you know, in the shadows, of course, that that creates the the suspicion that mm-hmm. there's something not right here. And as you said, it's not passing the smell test. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, and we talk about this all the time, Jimmy, like the policies. We can talk about securing the border. We can talk about, you know, firing the new IRS army. Um, we can <laughs> talk about all these po- singular policy issues. But until we actually get back to a place in this country where law and order means something, where due process means something, where the American people actually feel like there's not a double standard, where there actually is accountability and consequences for people who break the law, like mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton or Hunter Biden. Like that has to happen first and foremost, because we're heading down a very dangerous path where it's us versus them. And we forgot a long time ago that we have to be Americans first. So I think that there needs to be as much release as as possible. And it needs to be done quickly because the, the longer that this persists, the, the more speculation will grow in terms of what really is in there or what isn't in there or what's being planted in there. Yep. That's the thing that we have got to worry about. So yep. I, I'm a, I think we need to go the open book route on this one. No, I'm with you, girlfriend. I mean, I, and anybody who disagrees, you know, can thank the Mueller probe because we went through this once before where the FBI did something mm-hmm. unprecedented and they didn't have the goods. Uh, but let me ask you this, Kat Kamek. Uh, is it true that you're throwing a huge going away party for Liz? Cheney. <laughs> I thought she did that already herself. Um, <laughs> well, let me let me go ahead. I have a theory. Just tell me this, this because this is my take. Okay, I'm not, I'm not even. I'm, it's almost like a serious point. I actually think the reason she's gone, okay, is because. You know, yes, people are upset because the January 6th committee doesn't have any Republicans on it, which is very much emblematic of a show trial. Uh, but I think yep. the bigger reason that everybody's missing here is that nobody's getting out of bed with those issues you mentioned, like inflation and crime on the border, and going, gee, yeah. if only we had someone in Washington that could pursue a personal grudge against the last president. Just She's just doing things nobody wants. Isn't that the real issue? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, you know... I- the concession speech was written months ago, clearly. <laughs> um, that That's the thing that was crazy to me. I, I listened to a little bit of it, and it was like, now the real task begins. Like, yeah. 
Oh, okay. What is that? Picking a resort <laughs> to go to? What is the real yeah. task? <laughs> Do I yeah. want a margarita or a mai tai? Shut up. Exactly. Exactly. I just I I and I'm I've always been of the mindset that you know when we have the Republican on Republican violence, that's mm-hmm. that's when things get really bad. Yep. Um, we got to be one team, one mission, and. And this whole this whole January 6th sham committee that we know is nothing more than political theater at its best. You know, it, it, they're losing its star, its star player. And and that's it. Um, I think that Wyoming is going to be better off. I think the Republican conference will be better off um, because the division ha- that has been created from this never ending saga mm-hmm. has been so detrimental and so destructive. Um, nothing positive has come out of it. And so I- I'm, I'm looking forward to the page turning, thankfully. Um, but man, we got to be laser focused on, on really taking back the house. We've got to stay focused on the agenda items that the American people need us to do. I mean, have you ever been to my district, Jimmy? Cause when you come here and you will come here, cause we're going to go race our geo storms. We're going to find some, and we're going to, we're going to have a, a, a race now. <laughs> I want you to meet some of the folks here in my district here at, at home. And they, they don't care about all the games. They want things fixed. That's what they're interested in. <laughs> no, it's true. And understand, like, I agree, except for the part about the race. Now, what I want to clarify, because you're right substantively. <laughs> okay, you bust out your Geo Storm. Do you want me racing you in my taxi cab, uh, which is a Ford Crown Vic, or do you want me to dust off my original Chrysler LeBroken, my Chrysler LeBaron? Uh, I don't know if I can get my hands on one of them. And I, 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 you know, we got to talk about you this off what? air. Go ahead. We're going to have to talk about this, but you know what? We will film it because, honestly, transparency and accountability, you know? we People got to know how, how bad you really are behind the wheel. <laughs> All right. You know what, Kamek? Uh, listen, I, I have never gotten in a car accident I was awake for, so I resent that, okay? Uh, I've, I've never been involved in a woken crash, okay? It's another story for another time, all right? I appreciate the candor, and I've enjoyed talking to you today this afternoon. Thank you for your time. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll do it again soon, girlfriend. You're the best. Jimmy, happy anniversary. On a serious note, happy oh, anniversary. Oh, Cat Kamek. Thank you, girlfriend. I'm, I, I said on Outnumbered, we're going to treat Jenny like a queen and take her right to White Castle. You know what I'm saying? My she is royalty. Congratulations. You. Yep. My congratulations to you. My condolences to Jenny. All right. And uh, we love you both. Seriously. <laughs> oh, Cat Kamek. You read it. You read it just the way I wrote it down. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll see you soon. Be well. There she goes. The great Cat Kamek. Even even Cat Kamek giving Jenny Fela a shout out. Jenny Fela got a lot of shout outs on the airwaves today. Even uh, I was on the outnumbered couch earlier today. But here's some breaking news. Some breaking news that you didn't know was a thing. But I just got a, a message from a guy who hosts a late night show here by the name of Greg Gutfeld. CNN, CNN has canceled Brian Stelter. Reliable sources. Oh, my. I mean, this really is, by the way, a difficult one two punch for Gutfeld. All things, you know, we make fun of Stelter, but he's like 30 percent of the material on the show. And then we have Jeffrey Tubin, who miraculously held on to his job for two years after he got caught exposing himself in front of coworkers. Apparently, Tubin has a lot of pull. I don't know what to say, but Brian Stelter is a goner. And uh, so are we. Quick commercial break. Back after this. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
Wow, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Another big breaking headline out of the fine folks over at CNN, Brian Stelter. If you missed it before the break, Brian Stelter, host of Reliable Sources. Gone. There are already lists all over the Internet of how many times this show was not reliable in terms of the facts and everything in between. Uh, You know, it was obviously activism masquerading as journalism. Uh, But I knew Stelter on a personal level. He's actually, like, very creepy. We were at a White House correspondence party uh, this year where he was uh, very, very flirty and complimentary of one of the gals that happened to come on this show quite frequently. Back up, you creep. Oh, right in front of his wife. I love your love your Instagram. It's really hot. You're always like on horses and stuff. I love your sports car. You look you're I'm a really big fan. I just want you to know I'm a really big fan. That was Stelter. And I was like, Gus, get such a dirtbag. Uh definitely didn't make a good first impression with me. And it doesn't sound like he made a first impression with viewers, uh, because they weren't a lot watching. Uh CNN. You know, they want you to believe, oh, no, we're the most trusted news in the world. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. No, they were terrible, man. And what happened was it's the same thing that happens to late night comedy. CNN at one point was a legacy network in the sense that it was pioneering as a 24-hour news network. It was on in every airport around the country. But it ultimately went from being a news network to activism masquerading as journalism. And it discredits... And it makes the material very one note, very agenda conscious, and it just becomes too much to bear for the consumer, for the viewer. Okay, so it happens to talk radio a lot. That's why I tell you I do a loose show. I'm doing political pop culture. We cover hard news in a fun way so you don't ever get besieged. You don't feel like you're not only getting preached to as a member of the choir but yelled at by the choir leader. Okay, that activism, that agenda, if you put an agenda behind your broadcast, it really does compromise the fun factor. It compromises the enjoyability factor, you know, especially in radio because radio is very atmospheric. You're spending time with it while you're driving along or, you know, working or whatever the heck you do. I love the guy who messaged me all the time. He's like, I always listen to you when I go jogging. I'm like, that is so funny. That's the only time Jimmy Fallon is ever going jogging is if one of you happens to be listening to me via the podcast version of the show while you're jogging. It's the only time I've been in the gym in the last two years is when one of you guys is in there listening to the show. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're all fat f- Look at you. Well, maybe I'll go on a diet. Maybe me and Stelter try and turn it around. Uh, but, yes, if you missed the headline, uh, Brian Stelter will depart CNN. It is canceled. It has canceled reliable sources. I mean, that is funny. But, again, the only thing it was reliable for was being wildly biased towards the left and, you know, poorly watched. And that's a two bad habits to have. Okay, we'll clean up our own act. I mean, this is always a wake-up call when you see a guy dragged out by his ears. Uh, Jenny Fela, Lincoln Fela, are here to pray for my retention next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. Oh, you bet it is. We are lacing them up. We got a big hour coming up on Fox Across America. We are, of course, monitoring... The affidavit hearing that's going on in a federal courtroom right now. But the judge has barred any reporters from live tweeting or updating the trial. This is total crap. The voice of two-year-old Lincoln Fela. Uh, he will not be joining us today, but 13-year-old 
Lincoln Fallon will be here. I always say this show is a family meeting, uh, never more so than today, where this very first guest of the hour joins me on a day in which I was 16 years ago today. This lady married way up. Can we just start there? I mean, this was uh, our wedding <laughs> song is Loving You by Elvis Presley mm-hmm. is what it is. But for your sake, it should have been. True. Oh, girl. <laughs> Jenny Fallon. Yep. Now, the joke of it is, on paper, it almost does look like you married up because I have like a happening career. Right. But let's be very clear. 16 years ago, <laughs> we had a completely different uh, set of circumstances. Yeah, like I might be considered like a first round draft pick now. You know what I mean? But right. there's a reason Tom Brady was drafted 500th in the draft. <laughs> At the time, nobody thought he was going to win seven Super Bowls. Right, right. And to be clear, I have won seven Super Bowls in, on Xbox. Yes, you have. Happy you anniversary, have. girlfriend. Happy anniversary. It's my first time seeing you on the big day. I know. On the big day. And I bring up the big day. So, you know, like what I'm, I always do this on the show, how I'm always like sharing our experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, because a lot of our experiences are based in like basic perseverance. We didn't really start a marriage out with a lot. Right. I mean, my looks went a long way. Let's be they clear. They did. They did. Stop. They carried us. <laughs> they carried us. Was... We got seated first at a lot of buffets. And... <laughs> <laughs> like, Priority oh, seating? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. them in here. <laughs> Sent these people right away. They were shoving the skinny families out of the way. Uh, but no, uh, we we persevere. But the big the secret sauce for us uh, is absolutely fun. We have had fun under every circumstance. So true. And I think it's important to note that that the circumstances were dire from the second you came down the aisle because everything that could go wrong on a wedding day went wrong oh, on our wedding day. Oh, it so did. It was so it's so funny now. It was not funny at the moment, let, but let, it's so funny just now. Just so everyone understands, we were married 16 years ago today at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. So two hours, 16 years ago today, at this exact time, I did not have a tuxedo. You did not. No, you didn't. We had ordered a a tux. No, no, we did not order this tux. You you blaming me? (laughs) But I'm not the reason I didn't have the tux. No, I know, but I'm saying I I, I don't want any. Don't try to distance yourself from a scandal because it's their scandal. (laughs) No, I'm just saying the look of the tux. I wasn't trying to get behind that. I did go white tux. Yes. I did go white. It's very suave. (laughs) Because even back then, before I was, you know, a cry for help on cable news, right. before I was fronting a Liberace cover band, <laughs> it really wasn't until Lincoln put on my clothes the night we were here for Gutfeld mm-hmm. that I realized how ridiculous. I always joke that I look like a fat figure skater, yeah. but Lincoln looks so good in my clothes, he like demoralized me into going on a diet. <laughs> and it's not working. It's not, even, it's not even working a little bit. But yes, on the day of our wedding, um, my tux did not show up. Nope. We had ordered it in New York when we got to Ohio. Um, every Everybody else in the wedding party had their tuxes. Yes. I just did not have mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, it was just a parade of uh, almost like inequities. What I mean right. by that is we paid a lot of money for a limo in the year 2006. <laughs> and we got a limo that probably did look fancy in the year 1986. 1986. Yeah. We, got, we actually got the limo from the wedding singer. We did. It was, like, it was like, do you remember when Borat leaves for America and he's in a car being towed by a donkey? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's basically what we went to the wedding in. You know, like the navy velvet interior. Yes, like yes, the- yes. <laughs> it was a bad situation. Yeah. You know what's bad when you're actually drinking the stuff inside those crystal vases? Right. Well, remember the the tux or the tux, the limo didn't even show up to bring me to, to the, the church. So my dad's like, "Everybody pile in the van." <laughs> <laughs> Jenny didn't have a ride to the wedding after all of that. And then when we got to the wedding, we banged out. It was a nice ceremony. It was a yeah. nice ceremony. One of the perks from the ceremony is our wedding videographer. 
mm-hmm. uh, had the audio of everyone receiving communion. And it was funny because <laughs> I had like a lot of New York comedians, a lot of Jewish friends mm-hmm. who had clearly never been in church before and yeah. all had very interesting reactions. Yeah. I think the best is our buddy Dean Imperial. Yes. Uh, the, the, the priest presented the Eucharist, uh, as everyone listening at home would know if you're Catholic. He says the body of Christ. Dean goes, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> just, it was just bizarre. As someone who was raised in the church, it was funny. But from that moment, okay, that our, our wedding commenced, there was always some type of weird adversity. Even after the ceremony, mm-hmm. if you remember, we didn't know this at the time, <laughs> but there was another mass coming in behind us. Right. So when everyone who attended our wedding left for the catering hall to go get plastered, Jenny, in her wedding dress, had to get up on a ladder <laughs> and go take down decorations from the church while I held the ladder and vice versa. We mm-hmm. took turns on, you know, undecorating the church. Yes, we did. The unair conditioned two-year-old yes, church. In August. But again, had a great time, did we not? We did. I had a great time. Had a fin- I, we're not, we've not a bad word to say about our, our, our wedding day or our DJ, who no. was horrible. <laughs> Everything that could have went wrong. We had a DJ, Josh, who was clearly DJing through an iPod because you could hear the click wheel spinning between songs. <laughs> but you know when you hire a DJ, like one song spills into the other. And you're like, oh, this is about, you know, yeah. you recognize the new song yeah, coming on. Yeah, the couple no, no, notes. This ended with you hearing the wire get inserted right, or uninserted right. and him clicking around looking like for a, a song. Like a 15 to 20 second pause. Uh-huh. And then another song would come. But how mad can you get? Because out there, the DJ cost you like 35 bucks. <laughs> I, got, like a, I got him an omelet at a big boy yeah. and we called it even. Yeah. Uh, but the point is our wedding day was a comedy of errors and we had a great time. And, yeah. uh, you know, when our wedding was over, we didn't really start with a hell of a whole lot of money. We honeymooned. Uh, at Wrigley Field, Mm because I'm a baller. That's how I roll. We went, I'm not even kidding, we went to Chicago um, and just ate ourselves senseless. Oh, deep dish pizza. Probably the best fighting we've done in the history of this marriage, because we were just so fat and disgusted with ourselves, that our wedding, like our actual honeymoon, was us walking down the street, sometimes on opposite sidewalks, yelling at each other. So true. And then we would make up at the next intersection and go get another snack. That's literally... (laughs) No one, so no one believes me. But if you see pictures from when we were married, like right. remember the when the night I proposed to you, we have pictures. Yeah, I'm like, who is that Ooh. fat animal? Oh my god! <laughs> you leave me alone. <laughs> I told you I was sorry, Jenny Fela. <laughs> I've, I've verbally abused her into a disorder. You got to keep the self esteem low. They don't stick around. They don't stick around if they have self worth, fellas. But my wife is in studio. We're celebrating our 16th wedding anniversary. We are of course monitoring. We're taking the day seriously. There's a hearing going on over the Mar-a-Lago affidavit, but it's a sealed hearing. Like, they're not actually telling us what's happening. Normally, somebody tweets or there's like a sketch artist or something like that. We don't have any information. So we're just kind of having a a family meeting, and I'm teaching you some life lessons in perseverance. Uh, So we, of course, went from that fancy wedding um, to, at the time, you were a nanny. Mm -hmm. You know, you were watching people's kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing comedy, getting paid weekly. Yep. Do you want to tag it? Very weekly. <laughs> hey, yo, come on, pow. Uh, and, and away we went. We, away we went in life. We knew we wanted to have a family. We knew we wanted to have a good time. And uh, I, I think, um, you know, for everybody listening at home, I think it's the one thing that screws up relationships is they kind of take their eye off the ball and fight the wrong battles. Like yeah. people compare themselves to how other couples are doing. Mm-hmm. Like in our life, every friend we've ever had up until probably like a year ago, doing a lot better than us. Maybe not more interesting. You know, we have yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. lives. Jimmy drives a cab. He does comedy. Jenny makes fancy cakes. Jenny does all these crafts. We've always had cool, interesting lives. Mm-hmm. We've never had any money. We don't actually have a lot of money now because we have this kid who won't stop eating. We have, this, we have this kid in our house who's handing us like a, a $2,000 a week grocery bill. <laughs> Shut your mouth. By the way, how far has his voice come? <laughs> I know. Can we talk about this? I'll give you this, Lincoln. Are you ready? Stop lying to us. 
and now this Lincoln. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it makes me so sad. I love that little voice. Oh, it was, it was sweet and innocent, and now we got this monster. Uh, he'll be joining us in a little while. But uh, with a young Lincoln, with an old Lincoln, with anything in between Lincoln, I always make it a point to tell people, as cool as this might look, because we're on TV all the time and all that stuff, we're not actually having any more fun. We're having a great time. Right. But we were always having a great yes. time. And I think for most couples out there, that's what you need to focus on. Like, hey, are you guys having fun? Because, like, the most fun we had is, like, when you lived in Cleveland, I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because you were far away most days, but it helped. <laughs> but when you – we dated, like, long distance for a year. But whenever we hung out, it was like a vacation. Yeah. You know, because we had to be off from work. Mm-hmm. And that's all we did is we just drove around and ate and had fun yep. and laughed. And um, I think most couples, you know, they have that in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. someone's new, they're exciting, and you just you, that's what you do. You go have fun. Yeah. Um, but people forget that when, like, obligations and responsibility come their way. They forget how to keep having fun. Right. And I think our one superpower, again, getting past my looks, <laughs> is to keep having fun. Harris Faulkner said I was a 10 on the air today. I called yeah. myself a 6. I, and I said, I'm like, you leave my IQ out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, but no, but no I, you're right. You're right. And it's a huge thing. And, and I have to say, I mean, I'm sure your listeners – already think this but you are such a huge deal to why this works because you really are that calm voice when I'm stressed I'm this I'm that you really like you bring so much fun and it's just so easy to just be and it really so if I could just I mean you really you 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 do deserve to give advice because you're wonderful at it oh Jenny Fela and she's just tap dancing around my anatomy let's be honest (laughs) I'm kidding. She doesn't want to say it. I get it. The kid is here. It's a family Jenny, program. I'm kidding. Stop. Jenny Fela is in studio sharing the secrets to our successful marriage. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm kidding. No, we've always had a good time. We've always, uh, whether we were, you know, broke driving a cab or when Lincoln was born. It's so funny to think, you know, there was a time where I would be like picking you up in a taxi at Penn Station because mm-hmm. you'd like go for a checkup with Lincoln. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. I remember. It's really funny. Once we went, I once drove you back to our apartment. So it's you, our newborn in the car, and I'm driving a taxi. I drop you off. I run inside, and I come out, and I have a parking ticket. Well, he still charged me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I charged you. The meter 30, was running. Thirty four fifty for the fare. <laughs> so that's what I get for charging you. <laughs> I got to make this money, girlfriend. I wasn't thinking back then. Uh, but no, we were, always, we were always having a good time. And I think, you know, to speak to the parents in the audience, uh, when, like, parenting comes along, like, that's the ultimate thing. That's, yeah. And I wanted to bring this up because, like, the big issue, you know, right now is obviously what they're doing to kids, you know, in terms of pushing, like, gender transitions and stuff like that. Um, I don't need a political opinion out of you but as a parent the reason I'm like so vocal about that on the air and like even on TV is because if you've been lucky enough to raise a kid you know that they change a lot mm-hmm. like you don't raise one Lincoln right you know what I mean if you right. if you raised one we would have stuck with the two-year-old right and we'd be killing was... <laughs> it right now I'm kidding but no they change a lot no, you get a absolutely. different version of the kid constantly yep preferences songs toys foods everything in between oh yeah oh yeah and don't you think on some level it's not don't I don't care about the politics, but it, it just seems like reckless. It seems almost barbaric to allow a kid to make a permanent decision about their body. Correct. You, Correct. But you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, even look as you even like teenage into young adult. I mean, th- I mean, just look at how much we've changed just in that 16 years. Mm-hmm. Like you do go through so many phases, oh, yeah. even as an adult. So let alone a child. Uh-huh. Like, you just got to just let but him be. Let him be. It, but you're right, though. Like you think about like on the day we got married, like we had hope. Right. You know, I was alive on the inside. Right. I could Absolutely. feel, we could, you know, yeah, we... it was oh, joy. <laughs> I used to like sing along the songs on the radio. Right? No, but it's true. Your life is so fluid and I don't think anyone should be making permanent decisions. I mean, how many people do you know um, that go to college for something they don't wind up doing? <clears throat> I, I, but fine. <laughs> but but, but what yep, I'm, I know. But what I'm trying to say is you think about that's a decision you make when you're 18. Right. 
Right. Now we're talking right. about a body-altering decision right. when you're five. Right. And to me, like, that seems barbaric, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, again, since we're teaching a marriage seminar now for two people <laughs> who can't stand each other. I'm kidding. I love you, Jenny, the best. Um, but, but, but for real, like, even when it comes to issues like that, I think if people, you know, pursue politics from the human, the human side, it's easier to figure out um, what your ideology is. Like yeah. a good example of that is I would give you the border. We were yelling about this out outnumbered today. Mm-hmm. Okay, the people obviously coming to the border want a better life. You can't fault them for that because we all want a better life. Um, but by encouraging them to come illegally, they're being subjected to horrible atrocities, Correct. you know, rapes and assaults and yeah. drug cartels and everything in between. So you start with that basic situation. You got people who want to come here, um, but you got people that are going to suffer horribly in trying to do so. Forget the politics of what the Republicans want to do, what the Democrats want to do. The human response is, well, how do we stop that thing you just described? Mm -hmm. How do we stop the raping and the smuggling and the people dying in the back of the tractor trailer? Right. Well, if you make them come legally, then they can't – they're not incentivized to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so whose side has that? And you go, oh, the Republicans. They want to build a wall. That's where I find myself on issues. I don't just start out and be like, what do the Republicans do when I'm doing it? Right. But that's what everyone else is doing. I know, I know. But that's the common sense way to look at it. You don't have to – don't like look at – you know, who's saying what, and then I'll align myself with this, you know, really think it through. What makes the most sense? What what feels true in your heart based on, like, what you truly think, you know, yeah. your humanity? Like, mm-hmm. it has to play into that. Talk about, it's like, for real, if you're a couple out there, you're trying to figure things out, just human, it's the human element. Go have fun and really think of the human element of every one of these stories, because what happens now, I think, especially in social media, Jenny, is like, I think it's more important to demonstrate empathy online than it is to have it in real life. yeah. So I think yeah. people take positions online that look empathetic, but they mm-hmm. don't care about anything. Right. And so we don't really subject ourselves to critical thought. Right. By the way, it sounds like we went from having a wedding yeah, celebration to starting a militia. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to the Capitol, Jenny. We're going back. We're going to steal this country back. We're not taking it. See how happy we are when it's just you and me? Yeah. It's about to go downhill. Lincoln oh, Failer, the link man, joins us when we come back on Fox Across America. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And the word on the street is the judge... In the Mar-a-Lago search warrant affidavit hearing, was watching me on Outnumbered today because Judge Reinhardt has just ordered that some, some of the documents connected to the search warrant can be unsealed today. Okay, some of the documents connected to the warrant. Of the actual affidavit, the judge finds that the entire affidavit should not be sealed. He is giving the government one week to submit proposed redactions under seal. So by August the 25th at noon, okay, we should see this affidavit with a bunch of redactions, meaning if there's something classified or there's an FBI agent's name, we obviously don't want to dox these people and expose them to any degree of risk. Uh, So he's giving the FBI a week to make its case, uh, at which point he will review those redactions and then decide how he wants to proceed if he wants to make his own redactions. Instead, he can do that as well. And he reminded everyone in the courtroom that if the government or the media objects to his redactions, which will also be under seal, they're also free to appeal his ruling. So uh, are we actually wrapping this up and getting an answer anytime soon? The answer would be no. Not exactly. 
Uh, but we're closer. We're closer. And some things can be unsealed. Uh, Josh and Frank. Frank printed this out and brought it in. Let's just have a quick human conversation. I've got the failers coming on. Jenny and Lincoln are here. They're obviously in the green room right now getting soused. But uh, once those once that powder's all snorted up and Lincoln's good for some radio, we'll trot out the show pony. But uh, what this basically means to me is nothing's quite coming out today. It's just okay as of today to come out down the road. They could start the process, process basically. Yeah, the Chiron I'm reading, Judge sets up possible release of redacted affidavit justifying Mar-a-Lago raid. So it's kind of like a maybe is what we're getting. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, we, we, it's just a delay for yet another week or so. A lot of, they're running a lot of clock here, are they not? I almost like I, I feel like the inner cynic is like they want to push this past Labor Day. The midterm media attention doesn't really start till then. People are at the beach right now. It's like they don't really need us talking about the juicy stuff. It does seem like a strategic stalling. I feel like I'm watching a team run clock. Run the QB sneak. Is that what's going on? Are they, or are they kneeling on the ball is what I'm trying to say. But, yes, if you're just joining us, Fox Across America, we're having a family meeting. Jenny Fela, Lincoln Fela are here. They're going to be joining me momentarily. But we did have breaking news I wanted to update you on because this is a – responsible show. You can't always tell from listening to it, but the judge, uh, Judge Reinhardt, he's the same one who signed off on the affidavit to raid Mar-a-Lago. He says some of the documents connected to the warrant can be unsealed. So them being unsealed does not mean they're being unsealed. It means he's in favor of doing so, but the FBI now has to make a case against it. He then has to review their redactions. He then has to figure out what he might want to redact. Again, all of this in regards to the first raid on a former president in the 246-year history of our country. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know, but I am going to bring in the other two-thirds of the Jackson 3, Radio's first family. They're going to join me in the next break. I'm going to talk about family issues. We might even play a game called Strip Club or Daycare. Hubba, hubba. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway... Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica. And I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. Oh, yes, it sure is. Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, uh, obviously making fun of Joe Biden, your current president. The breaking news in this hour is that your former president, Donald Trump, a judge, has ruled that it is OK to unseal some parts of the affidavit 
for the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. But there's now going to be a week where the FBI needs to release uh, its list of redactions it wants taken out. Then the judge has to sign off on them. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. It's a big mess. But if anybody can clean it up, uh, the stars of that Bidenica sketch we just heard, uh, one who had a voice that was much cuter than it is now, uh, Jenny Phelan, my wife of 16 glorious years in the House, as well as the man who claims he carries this show, Lincoln Phelan. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Now, do you still believe you carry this show? Well, you were talking about it before, how I, my voice drops are on there so much that I do technically carry the show. This is total crap. Now you're in a fight Aww. with two-year-old you. Uh, me, me and your mom were, were just talking about the evolution of your voice on this show. And it's so funny because there are pockets in there. Like, you have your voice now. You know, um, you never had what I had. Because I had when the guy goes through puberty... You know, oh, like the Peter Brady? Yeah, if you had a landline. Anybody who has a landline might have happened to this if they're a boy listening. Like, I would answer the phone, and they'd be like, Mrs. Fela? <laughs> like, hold on, I'll get her! <laughs> it was me, thinking I was, like, masculine, and I was, like, a tough guy. And somebody thinks that you're, you're your mom. It was bad. But no, Lincoln, you sound, like, you sound like you. You sound like a guy who had two hours of football today. How was football? Uh, it was good. Okay. Really what, hot. Like good enough to justify you wearing sunglasses indoors here at Fox News headquarters yeah. the way you do? Oh, yeah. Uh, so are people looking at you when you're walking the halls right now? Because Lincoln's been walking the building without me. He's in a white T-shirt. I was told this is your look now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the studio. He's got on a pair of gold sunglasses and a white T-shirt. I don't know if people think you're like Machine Gun Kelly or like a rapper or something like that. Do you know Kanye was here? Eric Sean interviewed Kanye today. Really? Yeah, about his clothing collection. Huh. Lincoln, where do little kids weigh in on Kanye sneakers? Kanye sneakers. I don't know about the sneakers, but they do like his music. They do. Well, yeah, no, that's all Lincoln play. Lincoln loves yes, Kanye West. A lot I of people know. don't know that. So do you. You always blast I- I'm a fan of Yeezy. Um, but hold on a second. You know, we... Obviously, Lincoln likes a lot of rock and roll, a lot of country music, too. But when we go on road trips, what we do as a family, because that's what this is about. I'm trying to give these guys access to how we roll so they don't do any of it. (laughs) Cautionary (laughs) tale. We're here to help you. I know it looks like it's going on okay on TV and radio. Just trust me. There's a a lot going on. No. But whenever we go on a a roadie, we always take turns DJing. Like, basically, like, we just pass the phone around. Yeah. And and take turns playing songs. And Lincoln has been very, very partial towards Yeezy. And I'm not just saying that because I want to get an interview, too. I don't want want Eric Sean to have all the heat. But uh, the Link Man, this is, you know, you're wrapping up the second half of a a, a big summer. You're going to be a high school kid are you fired up uh not for like the schedule because you just have to be place to place to place to place it's busy right and do you go in earlier now yeah you're actually yeah, gonna have to earlier. get out of bed mm-hmm. how about like our high-speed adventures to the deli two towns at 7 40 you know, well you're gonna have to get up early like 7 30 now really yeah so, so we'll do we'll wake up at 6 50 so the yeah the mantra that i've been <laughs> the mantra i've been sharing with all these listeners is that like the whole key to like our family and i think the key to life is to have fun one of the fun things lincoln and i have been doing for you know as long as you've been around is every friday before school uh, we race the clock back to Fred's Deli, which is the deli I grew up going to as a little kid. And Lincoln knows all the guys. And we basically have like 20 minutes to get there and back. And we usually make it. Yeah. <laughs> usually. Here's the thing, No, though. there's there's you been can't... like one time where I've came in at like uh, maybe like a 30 seconds after the bell and I didn't even get in trouble. But for you're it. up to the big leagues now. It's not middle school anymore. Like, yeah, they keep score now. Like, if you show yeah. up late, like, yeah. at some point, it they're going to... actually counts. They're going to they're gonna call your mom. They're going to call your real dad. <laughs> yeah, how, how, you know, when, you know, when can I get that number? <laughs> I, yeah, like, yeah, you guys haven't talked in ages. It's been about 13 years, apparently. I'm paying all these bills. It's no way to live. If he didn't look exactly like you. 
I know, <laughs> it's know. funny. He does. He's a, you're a very lucky man, Lincoln. I was, <laughs> oh, called, yeah. I was called a 10 on TV today by a woman who probably shouldn't operate heavy machinery. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so, the, you, you, you got to see, like, uh, like, when I come in to get makeup, you know, it's so, um, it's so funny uh, and humbling when a makeup person looks at you and just goes, <sighs> <laughs> Yo, how about you keep that to yourself? I'm like, I'm trying over here. Well, the the weekly rotation goes, you're eating your, like, you're only eating Greek yogurt and, like, healthy stuff during the week. Come home, have your peanut butter or whatever. And then it gets to the weekend and we'll just go somewhere and then you'll just eat as much as you can for the whole weekend. And then Sunday night you'll just go, oh, I'm so fat. Got to lose some weight for TV, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy comes over. Put that cookie down now. Fox has hired a guy to slap the food out of my hand. People think I'm kidding when and I he's say your that. Son. <laughs> he does. Well, this is what Lincoln does. He doesn't slap food out of your hands, but this has become a big part of our relationship now. Lincoln is at the age where like he wants to fight me all the time. Like we we are constantly getting into like slap boxes. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a part of me, you know, we are, it's it's like really funny, but you're not supposed to look like you're beating a kid in public anymore. You know, the advantage is you're like six foot 12. So I think most people play along. But when I'm like literally like getting food or getting a drink, he'll just like punch me in the kidney. And it's infuriating. <laughs> and like one day I just want everybody to hear me out on this. Like I'm going to get arrested for like knocking out a child. But you think about this. There are days where I will come home and I've been awake for like 23 hours. Mm-hmm. And you walk through the door, even the dog, you know, that hour of the night when not even the dog investigates a noise at the front door. Because yes. our dog sucks. Like oh, his security guards go, no, no, we we love him. He's great, but it's like an overnight. Wow, we have like the worst dog no, out well, there. You can't work twenty four hours a day. He works really <laughs> he hard does. during daylight hours, Listen, and then he checks out. It all comes down to home alarms and firearms. We are yes. not banking on the dog. No, You're not going to get no, bit no. if you come through our door, but we might shoot the hell out of you. But the point is, <laughs> and that you can blame our dog for that. In a With better world, gun. in a better world, you'd yeah. get chased away by a dog. We don't have that luxury. We have a fat <laughs> beagle. But I come home at the hour of the night where the dog isn't even interested in what's coming through its own door, and Lincoln will jump out of a closet and like punch me in the throat. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, that's like if I had like a concealed carry permit, I would have shot you by now. But you know, like it'd be crazy. You know that that almost happened in the house I grew up in. My dad almost shot Uncle Joey once because everybody. This is what people used to do in my house when they were teenagers. If you'd go out and break curfew or whatever the hell, we could always get into Grammy's house through the bathroom window back in the day. Mm. So mm-hmm. we used to pull out the screen, and then you'd go in face first and lower yourself through the window. Down to the tub. Yeah, well, Joey did one of those at like 3 in the morning, and my dad almost lit him up in the bathroom. Imagine. <laughs> but, Lincoln, that's what we're dealing with. We have a man punching me in the middle of the night. <laughs> he loves to do that stuff. He does. Like, yeah. He hides in the closet and jumps out at oh, me, Oh, one too. time, mm-hmm. like a couple years ago, I hid in her closet with my monkey mask, mm-hmm. and while she came upstairs... I just like I waited for her to turn to notice me. She started yelling. She ran at me and started hitting me. Because <laughs> I didn't realize know I was hit- it was you know, me. I just react. I didn't even really know I was hitting him at the time. I just was like, "Ah, Lincoln Fail is in the house." And, and as a family, we actually have been shot at this summer uh, by a crazy woman oh, in yeah. Venice Beach. Yes, we were walking down the boardwalk <laughs> in Venice Beach, and some woman ran up to us. What did she say, Lincoln? Boom, 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 I shot you. <laughs> it was just like a crazy... Yeah, but loony... it was a finger gun. <laughs> yeah, but have they not, okay, to talk politics and talk about, like, the decay and the quality of life in a lot of these big cities, didn't it really feel like, like, L.A. was like a safari? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
like at red lights, like we felt bad, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, giving yeah. people money and trying to help out whatever way we could. But like we actually like feel bad because mm-hmm. like you just it's just like exhibits walking around. Mm-hmm. It's not even, you know, they are human, obviously, but like they're they're creating this environment of like sad, like it New York. Sad. And the difference is like New York has so many tourists that's so heavily concentrated. You don't notice it as much. Mm-hmm. But in L.A. at every intersection, they're all spaced out and there's some hobbit or some wizard or something comes over to your car. <laughs> then yeah. I got mommy giving the guy her phone number. It's all. <laughs> Awkward. I'm trying to give the guy money. Mommy's trying to get some side action. It's a mess. Lincoln Fayler, Jenny Fayler are in the studio. Lincoln, the last time we were here, um, you beat Mommy in strip club or daycare. You held, you retained the title, a title like we had played the game once two years ago on the air, back when we didn't have any stations. It was like we, were st- <laughs> we started a show on 27 stations. Now we're on like 115. Like we're doing things. Uh, and we played strip club or daycare over the summer, uh, earlier this summer. You retained the title. How do you feel going into today's matchup? Good. You think you got a shot at this? I have the medal I won out of like the yogurt back or whatever hung up in my room. (laughs) (laughs) There was that. And have you given some consideration to changing your wardrobe entirely now that you wore my clothes? Because I've been asked that a lot. Well, your clothes did fit well on me, but then again, who wants to walk around looking like you? So (laughs) what a dirtbag, Lincoln Fela. Well, I will say this: we the last time the Fela's were here, it's because I was doing Gutfeld. Uh, which I will be on this Monday. You can watch me this Monday on Gutfeld. You can watch me in America's Newsroom. It's going to be great. A lot of good TV last, next week if you're watching Failavision. But they were here for Gutfeld. And uh, Lincoln put on some of like my clothes that I would wear on camera, all the stuff that makes me look like a fat figure skater. Uh, and uh, It he, says that in your Tinder bio. <laughs> he looked, by the way, I told a joke on air today on Outnumbered about that. I'm like, you know, Jenny and I met on Tinder. The weird thing is it happened five years after we got married. <laughs> right, Hey-o. Right, right. And uh, one person on the set, I don't want to embarrass them, but was like, what were you guys doing on Tinder? <laughs> I'm like, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> if you can keep up with the group, please. I kid, but everybody's wonderful. Shout out to them. Uh, but but the, the last time they were here for Gutfeld and, you know, we got uh, dressed and went out to dinner, it was Jenny, Lincoln, Kennedy, her lovely daughter, one of her two lovely daughters, and Brian Brenberg was in the yep. house. And we went over to Bobby Vans, which is the best steakhouse in the city. But Lincoln showed up in my ridiculous, obnoxious clothes, <laughs> did not take his sunglasses off, mm-hmm. and people, I think, thought he was like a child star. <laughs> And then they wound up being Fox News fans in there that realized, like, you weren't unless Fox News people were hanging out with, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, little kid stars. Um, but we had a fan that bought us so many drinks. How many drinks would you say you bought I, us? I lost count. Like, we actually weren't drinking. Them. Yeah. That's yeah. like, you know, for anybody who's hanging out with me tomorrow night in the Lake of the Ozarks. Please stop. <laughs> if you're coming to the Encore tomorrow night. Like, I absolutely want to have a beer with you, but I don't need to have 35. Right. I really am. Again, folks, everybody, like, the reason I always talk about, like, I was a cab driver, I went to community college. Like, I am just barely getting by, folks. Like, <laughs> I do not need any more enablers than I already have. I don't need any more bad habits than I already have. Try to hold it together because what dawned on me in these moments is everywhere we're traveling. It, um, when I'm out on my own and people come up to me, like, oh, Jimmy Fallon, oh, Fox, whatever the hell. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm used to that, and um, it's fun, and it's cool, but it's when I'm with you guys that I realize that I might be recognized no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Which brings me to the Dodgers game. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was fine with the Dodgers game. But the I've we were... been recognized one time. Yeah. Oh, Lincoln, here's a funny story. Uh, what? One of our ZFG listeners on the flag out in Fargo, 
who, by the way, they're, they're voting on the Pledge of Allegiance in Dakota right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're devoted because the school wanted the school board wanted to ban the Pledge of Allegiance because one nation under God. I'm like, how about the fact that no one in this country can add or subtract? Can yeah. we? Yeah, I'm more concerned. I'm more concerned that kids can't count the number of stars on the flag <laughs> than the fact that we're going to ban the pledge. But right. stick with me. When Lincoln and I were at Dealey Plaza going to see where the government whacked JFK, Lincoln. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but when Lincoln and I were at Dealey Plaza, a guy comes up to me and goes, hey, is that uh, George from Queens, the football player on Fox Across America? Yeah. And he was, like, all excited to meet Lincoln. He's like, can I get a picture with him? I'm like, you know I'm his dad, right? Didn't even care. <laughs> so you have followers. But you know what that means, too? That means that's a guy that, like, wants to make sweet love to you. So be careful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like his wife was there. <laughs> exactly. Well, that doesn't mean anything, Lincoln. He, it's like, does he want to wrestle? He's like, I know he plays football. Does he want to wrestle? It was creepy. It was creepier than I just made it sound. So... <laughs> Thank you. Snuggle bear. The snuggle bear. Let's not forget, Jenny, this is a a six foot five, 13 year old who asks people if they want a hug from the snuggle bear. Okay. (laughs) I am, I am the innocent party in this relationship here. Lincoln goes up to me. He's like, Hey, you want a hug from the snuggle bear? What's one of the other ones he does? He does a lot of weird ones. Airdrops. Yeah. He does creepy airdrops where he drops videos on people's phones. Lincoln goes to Walmart not to buy anything. He goes to Walmart to pace the aisles, find someone who will accept one of his weirdo airdrop videos. And then someone will just get a video onto their phone. Why? Because he doesn't label his phone Lincoln's iPhone. What do you label it? It's like Crystal's iPhone. Crystal's yeah. iPhone, Meemaw's Classy's iPhone, I- Classy's, Classy's iPhone. Classy's one time. Yeah, yeah, and then someone opens a video of a Tijuana donkey show. This is not okay. And that's, you know, Lincoln. And then you hear I like, don't even know what that is. Well, it's really, well you probably will. You'll Google, Google it. During it. The don't break. Google yes, it. he will. Folks, this is not the worst parenting we've engaged in. Let's be clear. There's a game on this show. It started at the very inception of this program uh, called Strip Club or Daycare. It was invented by my lovely wife, by the way, before everybody calls me the dirtbag. <laughs> Jenny Fela had opined when we were trying to find a daycare to put Lincoln in, potentially, that all the daycares sound like strip clubs. And to prove her point, we will play a game where we come back where Lincoln will defend the title. He is the reigning champion of Strip Club or Daycare. And Mommy said, because it's our anniversary, if you win, you and I can go to a strip club after this. Hey. Don't let me down. I think you might have said the strip house, the state club. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just go with it, Lincoln. Jenny and Lincoln, after this. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Coming on to our stage right now. Either way, you're gonna pay. See, the door has a rainbow on it. It's a game Jimmy likes to call Strip Club or Daycare. Seriously? Strip Club or Daycare? Okay, then. Name of the game is called Strip Club or Daycare. This week's contestants, uh, the mother of my child, Jenny Fela, <laughs> and that child, Lincoln Fela, who so far as we know has never been to a strip club. Yet is somehow the reigning champion of this game. <laughs> Lincoln, here we go. you got two minutes to defend your title. The name of the venue, you're going to tell me if it is a strip club or a daycare. The Candy Store in Phoenix, Arizona. Is it a strip club or is it a daycare? The Candy Store. Strip club. Oh. That's true. That is oh, true. Lincoln Fela with one. Jenny Fela, are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. All Stars in San Antonio, Texas. Is All Stars a strip club or a daycare? Uh, daycare. You say daycare? Oh. Unbelievable. Lincoln up one nothing. Lincoln, also in San Antonio, Texas. Sugars. Sugars in San Antonio, Texas. Hey, sugar. I'm going to say daycare to, like, because um, the pattern. Because of the pattern. Oh, Lincoln. Yeah. 
trying yeah. to think. All three right. in a row? Sugars? You can't no, really. No, but three in a row. Of, we have a child obesity epidemic. You can't bring <laughs> a kid to a place called Sugars. Who's got a license to look after children? All right, Jenny, are you ready for mm-hmm. this? Prime time. Prime time. time. In East Rutherford, New Jersey, is prime time a strip club or a daycare? Strip club. Jenny says it is a strip club. <laughs> Lincoln Fayler, here we go. Goosebumps in Atlanta, Georgia. Is Goosebumps a strip club or a daycare? Strip club. Lincoln says it's a strip club. He's up 2 nothing. Speed it up for Jenny Fayler. The Peekaboo Club in New York, New York. Is the Peekaboo Club a strip club or a daycare? It better be a strip club. Jenny Fayler says it's a strip club. Jenny, <laughs> it is a daycare. Oh, wow. Lincoln Fayler with a chance to put it away. You? Lincoln Fayler, the Curiosity Corner. I think I've heard this. It's a daycare. Lincoln Fela with a day for the win. He's up three nothing. Lincoln Fela. Oh my goodness! Nobody saw that coming except all of us. There it is. Congratulations to you, my friend. As mommy said, okay, we've got a night on the town. So buckle up. Go get one of my fancy sport coats out of the closet. Uh, Jenny Fela, I love you. Love Happy, you anniversary. Happy anniversary. You're the best thing about being me is you. Uh, Lincoln, you're a close second. Uh, but I love you both, and I love this entire audience. I'm heading out to the Lake of the Ozarks to get hammered. I'll see everybody at the Encore tomorrow night. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.